Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sup? It's a weekend, don't you know? I can smell it from here anyway. Yeah. I have uh, younger kids, so the weekend doesn't really mean anything to me. It means, means my life is harder. That's what the weekend means to me. But for some of you, I assume it means your life is easier. Yeah, I remember those days. Good times. Uh, I just hope the weekend isn't ruined by a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. So we got an interesting text on the whole uh, feeling of... um, I mentioned I was watching some footage on the war and a couple of old people in Ukraine who who seem to have a... a, a calm about them in the midst of one of those cities being bombed that, uh, well, I was envious of their calm. I'm not envious of what you've got to go through to get there, but we got a a text from a combat veteran that has something to say about that. So uh, I'll get to that coming up. Yeah, boy, I'd like to hear that. We had a lot of good stuff to squeeze in last hour of the week, including a man who makes his living doing nothing. Uh, I mentioned that story earlier. We never got to it. It's uh, it's like a dream come true career for me. So uh, stay tuned for that. But right now we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. What kind of man shaves with a Jeremy's razor? I don't know. How about cowboys, firefighters, those guys that shot Osama bin Laden? And we're going to kill a bison and split, spread the blood on our foreheads and dance around a tree. Oh. And the feeding, what did you use to feed them? Um, horse meat. Damn. And then as of June 1st, we're going to smear goose liver on our chests to prevent pneumonia and the consumption. And I think we should recognize that the jackassery we often see around here. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? You can remember it's Katanji Brown Jackson and not Jackson Brown because she's not running on empty. So, oh jeez, I am uncancelable. Why's that? Because I don't give. A <laughs> I told you to get the f- out. Now get the f- out. Thank you. It's a hundred on the crazy meter. But Ukrainian soldiers have surprised the world. NATO officials now reportedly say 40,000 Russian soldiers have been killed, injured, captured, or are missing. And Mariupol is becoming the Alamo. It is becoming a, a, a quagmire for, for Russia. Uh, it's uh, Putin's war, not uh, Ru- Russian people's war. What is the atrocity threshold? He's now looking at, seriously, probably chemical weapons. Sanctions never deter. Sanctions never deter. Purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. What China is doing is send foods, medicine, sleeping bags, and the baby formula. Not weapons. You have to have a mask to order food. I said I want a cheeseburger and I want a water. This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar that filet fish is tasteless. Big buttery jukebox. Egg disaster. Everybody looks like your Aunt Jill. Kenny Chesney, the food. <laughs> Give her the mod. Now she's got it! Oh! 
Oh, and you mentioned the cheerleader who got the ball unstuck at the NCAA tournament. It profited off of that somehow? Yeah, she uh, took advantage of that new law that the NCAA passed, the courts made them, that uh, college students, athletes was the idea, could use their image, their name, their likeness to make money. Well, she's now licensed T-shirts that say the cheerleader saved the day with her likeness reaching up for the ball. Right. So if you can capitalize on a story that's just, you know, the story of the day, you could sell certainly four figures worth of T-shirts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Oh, the other aspect of it, I watched the video one more time, is that the cheerleaders are all wearing masks. None of the fans are. None of the players are. The referees aren't. The cameramen aren't. Nobody is, except the cheerleaders. That gets to my question last hour. So is that because of COVID or because of rule following? What's the psychology of it? It can't be the COVID. It's got to be some weird Mm. bureaucracy thing. It, it It is. I mean, the COVID is the cause of of that rearing its crazy head. But, but even no matter how COVID paranoid you, paranoid you are, you can't make any sense of, you know, 60,000 people in an arena screaming and yelling, but you got like a dozen of them that have to wear masks. And they're cloth masks. They're utterly useless. Yeah, right. With the new Omicron variant, it doesn't make any difference anyway. So, yeah, um, I know it's 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 kind of it's frightening and disturbing. Uh, one more note on the basketball. I tried. I tweeted about this last night. I tried to watch a game last night. Running decided, the Zags lost. The number one seed in the whole tournament got beat. That was the game I decided to watch. The Zags uh, taking on the Hogs. Zags and Hogs. Hogs and Zags. Anyway, uh, the Hogs of Arkansas. And uh, that's not a comment on the attractiveness of of their players or women or anything like that. That's actually the name of the team. Uh, So anyway, I decided to sit down. I'm going to take in this ballgame. The refereeing was so awful and arbitrary, I just couldn't enjoy the game. The Zags' best player fouled out on three consecutive non-fouls. I mean, they were not even close to being fouls. And I said, screw it. I'm going to go to Netflix and see what's on. Did the announcers say anything, or did they do? That's a tough call to take right there. The Zags fans are not going to like that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They did initially, but then they said, you know, I've had a chance to look at the replay, and that uh, I would not have called a foul on that one. In fact, they said, I would not have called a foul on his last three fouls. Wow, they said that as the announcers with one of the best players on the top seed in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. oh yeah, they're they're star, they're phenom. That so that's like fouling out LeBron James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yep. So I just couldn't watch anymore. And so yeah, I don't know. And I realized, you know, maybe they were not great refs, or maybe it's just the nature of basketball these days. There's so much speed and contact and the rest of it. But I just I can't enjoy it. Here's so. a kind of a non-sports version of that game. So the number one seed in the entire tournament, one of the biggest sporting events in the world. Lost last night to Arkansas, and their coach is Michael. What's his name? He used to coach the Kings. Musselman? Uh, yeah. Rick Musselman? Bill yeah. Musselman, yeah. Eric, Bill. I think. Or it? Eric, Eric, I'm sorry, yeah. Or, uh, it was yeah. Eric. Anyway, he coached the Sacramento Kings. He coached the Golden State Warriors. And so um, he's from the area. The game was in San Francisco. And, uh, and he took the team on. They went on the cable cars over the last couple of days. And they did all this different. They, they did all this different touristy stuff because he wanted to show them the area and everything like that. 
And, uh, and there's some questions about that afterwards, about like, you know, practicing or eating right or all the different things. He said, because he'd taken a different team years ago to the, to the Sweet 16, I think. And he said, I was so serious. And looking back on that, I took one of the greatest weeks of these kids' lives and turned it into this pressure-filled, you know, stress fest when it was one of the great weeks of their lives, one of the great weeks of my life. And I decided if I'm ever in that situation again, we're just going to have fun. Wow. And so his team, who had really no chance of winning last night and ended up winning, they went and looked at the cable cars and they went to the Golden Gate Bridge and they went and did all the fun stuff because this is like one of the great... It is. You're 19 years old. You're probably in San Francisco for the first time in your life, maybe the only time in your life. You're on national TV. Let's have some freaking fun. And uh, I just thought that was a cool story. Wow, yeah, that's nice. Gave them each 20 bucks, went down to the Tenderloin to get some meth. Everybody had a great time all night long. Oh, Learned how to scrape human poo off your shoe. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> you know, you know, I got to speak up for sanity finally prevailing, at least to a small extent, uh, in, in San Francisco, in like the shopping district, Union Square. It's now an armed camp. It's now like one giant police station because it was going to be so disastrous for San Francisco if people didn't come to the city and shop there. They finally got wise on that. Now, there's still plenty of stupid policies, but... Um, there's hope, hope for sanity. Well, yeah, de- yeah. Depends on how you look at it. I mean, uh, you've got to have the guards. But I was at the nice mall. I mentioned this the other day. I was at the nice mall around here, and seeing guards with weapons outside the stores at the nice mall. What? What? The idea of like you know, mall cops have always been a joke. You got a mall cop to stop the teenagers from doing something, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. But they actually have armed freaking guards at the stores in the nice mall. What the hell is that? Because you have to, because of the changing laws and the uh, willingness to put up with criminals. Yeah, this is another Cal Unicornia story, but we got this email from Bill along with a picture. I saw these welded steel doors at a historic San Jose guitar shop, and I couldn't help but think they're a sad commentary commentary on what California has become. And yeah, sure enough, at the Guitar Showcase, legendary San Jose music store, uh, they have these big steel doors that are welded you know, together and everything, where there used to just be glass doors. Yep. Where you could stop in, look through the window at the guitars and stuff like that. No, now it's like Fort Knox. Yeah, my buddy's, uh, basically, it's kind of like a bookstore sort of thing that he's had for years. He had to put up iron bars over the windows. He said, I never thought I'd work in, like, a jail like this. Um, I've been here for years, but that's what you got to do now. It's not what you have to do if you do what societies have been doing for a long time, and that time is every day. Mm. And that is to freaking lock up criminals and leave them in there, unless they convince you that they're not going to steal anymore. It's time to end mass incarceration. One more comment on the clips of the week. It included that hilarious video from the Razor dude. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what's the name of the Razors? Uh, Harry's. Jeremy's Razors. Harry's. Harry, well, Harry's, Harry's, Harry's is, the, is the one they're mocking. Yeah. Jeremy's Razors are the new ones from the guy who runs the Daily Wire. Yeah, and if you haven't seen that video, that's one of the best. There should be an Oscar for that or something. That is so well done. Not only hilarious, but, I mean, just visually fantastic. And they sold me. I immediately signed up. I'm a regular, you know, they've got my credit card on repeat, monthly customer for not Harry's Razors now, for Jeremy's Razors. Do we still have that audio laying around? We ought to play that audio again. We can get back to nuclear holocaust soon enough. But that is is so good. And they convinced me. Sorry, Harry's. I'm going to go with some company that doesn't hate me for my shaving. 
Here, here. Um, uh, have you heard this teacher lose it? And then I've got a, a buddy who's got a family member who's a teacher who said, yeah, that's what it's like here. It's pretty good stuff. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. today <laughs> so um we've been uh, talking about how public schools are falling apart in all kinds of different ways from uh the classroom itself like the behavior in the classroom to the stuff that they're teaching the kids and what they're paying the teachers and the covid protocols and pretty much pretty much every aspect you can come up with the public schools are out of control so uh, this uh, viral video is getting attention for all the wrong reasons. As usual, a North Carolina high school teacher who is yelling at the kids, he uses some foul language, then completely loses his shiznizzle. But the <laughs> first part is almost certainly reacting to the sort of open insubordination, bad behavior that's now permitted in schools in the name of this crazy restorative justice idea. Or if it's the, if the idea isn't crazy, the implementation sure is stupid. Uh, but here is the teacher addressing his students. Does anyone else want to try my authority? Because I am done playing with you idiots. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. You need something from me. I need nothing from you. You can go through life and live on the system, draw your paycheck on the first and the fifteenth from my taxes, and live just an absolute horrible life. I don't care. You can be another statistic. I don't care. That's on you. And if you think it's funny, I can take you down to the county office and we'll pull the f-ing numbers. And if you don't like my language, I don't give a shit. Because you've said worse. And if you, again, Samaya, you leave too. Get out now. Well, there are plenty of people that are living off the taxpayer and are going to continue to live off the taxpayer. And they are going to smirk and think, all right, dude, go ahead. Go get up and go to work every day. Knock yourself out. I'll be over here if you need me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it makes me angry. Most of the time, I try not to get angry about it, because what am I going to freaking do other than vote? But uh, That yeah. sounds to me like you're blaming the victim. The victim? The victim is the taxpayer. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm, oh, I'm just... listen to the patriarchy or the white supremacy or something <laughs> or other. I'm just saying that at some point, the the... I'm not going to join the takers, but at some point, the takers have a you know a good argument. Okay, so I've lived my whole life not working. You've lived your whole life working. Okay, cool. I have cable TV and a car and air conditioning and a smartphone. Um, so what's your point now? Nobody's going to tell me anything to do today. you got a boss, but whatever. And so this teacher, who he got tired of the insubordination, the bad behavior, and he, he lost his uh, shiznizzle, as I said. Um, I got a uh, friend who's regularly texting me about their family member who is a teacher, and I won't say where, but uh, here's a text just from yesterday. And I get these texts all the time. If you taught one day, you would quit. 
Teaching is nothing like it was even five years ago. No rules, no directions. It's scary and horrible now. This person is going to quit five years earlier than they had planned. Next year is going to be worse with the new rules. I don't know what they are specifically. Never send your kid to a public school. Administration sucks. Parents suck. Kids have zero boundaries. Fights all the time. Horrible situation. All the teaching pals are quitting or just checked out and don't even care anymore. And in this particular situation, the teacher found out that the administration had gone in and changed one kid's grades from D's to B's to pump up the numbers. And the teacher wasn't made aware of it until, like, the, the kid brought it up. And the teacher was like, you, what? No, you didn't get a B. Went and looked in the computer, and all of a sudden it was B's. There you go. To improve the uh, the scores in the school. Make and the I, administrators look good. And this person's been telling me for a long time about how completely out of control the classroom is. You're not allowed to say anything. They can show up late. You can't. There's no such thing as tardy anymore. People can get up in the middle of the class and just walk out while you're talking if they want to. And you can't do or say anything. Is that part of that whole showing up on time as white supremacy? I don't know. Insisting on initiative as white supremacy? I think it's because various minority groups get too many tardies or absences, and then it's so, you know... That's they declare it, They declare it racism because of that, so they just decide to eliminate all tardies and absences. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid we don't actually have time to play the part where the teacher actually just completely melts down. Uh, it's worth we'll hearing. to that next yeah. segment. Yeah, and, and the uh, the man who makes his living doing nothing, and a pretty handsome living at it, too. And we're not talking about on welfare. He actually has a job. Okay, cool. This sounds, that sounds like the last half hour of the show is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I was going to stay away from nuclear holocaust, at least a little bit. I was going to listen to Taylor Swift, but I'll stay tuned to this show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to Apple Podcast, we had Leah Thomas on our show as a guest, so uh, if you missed that, uh, tune in. I I missed it myself. Uh, It was nice talking to her about her I always just say Leah. I'm not going to dignify it with a her, dignify the topic, I mean, with a her. So I just use Leah's name to discuss Leah. I have an acquaintance who's... um, daughter just uh, declared to them that they have a different name now and it is a gender neutral name okay one of those names that uh, could go either direction so that's the way to handle it you get a gender neutral name right then you don't have to get into the pronouns sure maybe your parents daughter just do that preemptively now just name their kid nothing but chris or gene and pat Pat, certainly Pat, yes. Uh, The guy who does nothing for a living coming up also, oh, that's right, we promised to pay off the uh, teacher who, having lectured the kids on why they're in school and that he's giving them something they need and he needs nothing from them and he's tired of it and blah, 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 then he just completely loses it, unfortunately. Get your s*** out. Get out now. I need to ask a question. I told you to get the s*** out. Just get the s*** out. Anyone else want to play games? Get your stuff and get out. Put your phone away. No, oh, you want your f***ing toe. Get out. Now. Now. Get out. No, I don't. I see you taking your time and acting with an attitude. You have no right. You have no right to have an attitude. 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 
Now, that where do you go from there? Him. All right, then. They've left. Now, let's get back to the War of 1812. <laughs> that guy clearly had lost it. Um, uh, and, and probably can't be a teacher anymore because he's lost it. Um, I would have lost it much earlier than him, I would guess, in the same circumstances. My losing it might look differently with a, just like a leaving, walking out. Well, clearly this is a waste of time. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's, uh, wow. You'd yeah. have to, if you cared, you'd go crazy. You mm-hmm. can't fix it. Uh, so you'd have to just, like, check out. Just go with uh, what that friend of mine said, that the teachers are either quitting or checking out. You you you, you got those two choices. You check out and think, well, it's ruined. I can't fix it. I'm going to work for however many more years, get my pension, and uh, these kids are going to be screwed. But that's that's what we've created as a society, a public school mm-hmm. system that doesn't work. So I guess that's what it is. One option would be to move to a conservative part of the country where it's not nearly so bad. I suppose, but you know, some people don't have that option. Uh, do we want to squeeze in any of the Joe Biden stuff before the end of the show? Um, is responding to the reporters at the big NATO meetings yesterday. Bad cat of care. Yeah, I see your point. Uh, so uh, I love how this story opens. Before moving out of Tokyo for her new job, Akari Shirai wanted to eat at their favorite restaurant she used to visit with her then husband. There was one issue. She didn't want to be flooded with thoughts about her divorce by going alone, but she didn't feel like inviting a friend and explaining the situation either. So she rented Japan's do-nothing guy. The near-silent lunch lasted about 45 minutes. She ordered her favorite dish and intimately asked questions. She shared memories of her marriage and showed him a photo from the wedding. He nodded and gave curt answers, sometimes a dry laugh, but he never initiated any conversation. It was exactly what Shirai wanted. She says, I felt like I was with someone, but at the same time felt like I wasn't, since he existed in a way that I didn't need to be attentive to his needs or think about him. (laughs) What? (laughs) I felt the awkwardness or pressure to speak. It may have been the first time I've eaten in complete silence. For years, there's been a cottage industry in Japan and South Korea, for cultural reasons, of renting strangers to impersonate friends, family members, or other acquaintances as a way to save face at social functions where plus ones are expected. So there's uh, like because it's perfectly cultural, culturally acceptable in the America in the in America to eat alone. Like sure, generally nobody's going to look over there and see somebody by themselves and think, "Oh my God!" Uh, you wouldn't think about it at all. But not so in South Korea and Japan. In Japan, right? Yeah, and I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong. It may be different for young women, but if I'm invited to a wedding and a reception plus one, um, and and I don't have a date or whatever, I would just say I'm going to solo it. I don't. People do that in the U.S., right? Or would people feel yeah, real I pressure think, to get a date? I think it depends on your ages and stuff like that. Wedding weddings are a different thing for like twenty somethings. Yeah, I've been where they're all going to so hang long. out for a long time and, you know, whatever, as opposed to, you know, you're showing up and doing your, you know, I should go to the wedding. I'll be there for a while and leave. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, but anyway, so she rented this Shoji Morimoto, who at age 38 over the last four years has built a cult following by offering himself as a warm body. You can simply be there. 
liberating his clients from the social expectations, the spoken and unspoken norms of Japanese society. Morimoto, who's nicknamed Rental-san, has inspired a television series and three books and drawn international attention through his viral social media posts. But so his, he's but he's not the only one though. It's a it's an industry. Yeah, but he's become kind of a rock star among them, I guess. Um, Why? Although he's not very expensive, I don't know because he's social media presence or something. But this is this is the part I love. His gigs have run the gamut, and this will make you sad. By the way, enjoy. He waited at the finish line of a marathon for a client who wanted to oh. see a familiar face at the oh. end of a race. Oh, wow! And the unspoken and didn't have anyone else. Someone hired him to sit with them while they finished their thesis because they might slack off working alone. He listens to healthcare workers describe the mental health toll of the pandemic. Wow, so they rent him to just tell him how hard it's been. Pay him and he goes. He charges about $85 per session and is most frequently hired to accompany people who are at a turning point in life, who want to rewrite traumatic memories or experience a vulnerable moment they feel uncomfortable sharing with friends or family. He'll just be there, no judgment. Uh, away from your personal space, never asks anything for you. One woman hired him to accompany her as she filed divorce papers. He once sat with a client for a hemorrhoid surgery consultation with plenty of graphic photos. I need one of those. I was going to go, eat the one, I had to go eat the other night, and I thought, I don't want to eat by myself at this place. I would have hired him or yeah. her to do the same thing. Just sit there. Someone hi- if, I, if I say something that sounds like it was supposed to be funny, laugh. Here's the inflection on something that's supposed to be funny. (laughs) Now you laugh. Good. All right. Someone hired him for a dramatic farewell as they boarded a bullet train to move from Tokyo to Osaka. Wow. Oh, that's so sad. So nobody was actually going to show up and say goodbye. Good luck. We'll miss you. So they hired him. So, But that doesn't sound that. So the eating alone thing sounded like a cultural norm. Some of these, though, nobody's going to know if you've got somebody in the crowd when you cross the finish line for the marathon. Nobody's going to know if anybody in the crowd belongs to you for leaving on the train. This sounds like something to make you feel better. Yeah, maybe. They make another point that uh, Americans wouldn't understand about Japanese culture. Uh, This guy says he finds his clients don't want to burden people they care about with their needs. I think when people are feeling vulnerable or in their intimate moments, they become more sensitive toward people that are close to them, like how they will be perceived or the kind of actions they will take for them. So I think they just want to reach out to a stranger without any strings attached. Hmm. That's an interesting angle of it, too. That's That gets to kind of what we're doing in the United States with the, we kind of have friends, we're, you know, social media friends, but... We don't actually get close enough that anybody's feelings could get hurt. We don't get invested. So that's part of that, right? It's the, it's the, you're trying to get some of the completely normal human instinct to have close relationships, but you don't want to actually have any of the messy part of maintaining close relationships, which is right. a twisted new way of running society that has never existed before. There are several uh, competitors in this field, including one self-professed ugly guy who gets hired to boost other self-esteem. Wow. 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 Could I be, uh, could you hire me as a bald guy to make you feel better about your hair? <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's a real niche. Well, who knows? Go online. There's every kind of weirdo you can imagine there on, on the interwebs. 
I might do, I do this for people. I'll, I'll show he wears up a signature YouTube. blue hat and hoodie for his gigs, by the way, and a blank stare so that clients can easily recognize him. I could do a blank stare. <laughs> I could do the this old job. thousand yarder. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how much demand there is for this in in the United States because I'll, I'll offer myself up. I'll just sit there and eat with you. I won't talk much. You show me pictures of your cats, I'll say, oh, nice cat. Nice cat. <laughs> is there any uh, any market for, like, amiable, doughy, middle-aged guys? I don't. I can't imagine, you know. I'll laugh at your jokes. I'll, I'll say nice things. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It weirds me out. That's something. Yeah. Culture is so powerful. And, and get so little respect, and uh, and the good parts of it don't really don't get enough uh, uh, respect in terms of uh, like allowing them to go away. Um, fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, getting yep. back to the teacher thing, the culture thing used to be in the United States. Just the the idea that a classroom would be loud and rowdy and not pay attention to the teacher, and you'd just get up and walk out and stuff like that. Just unthinkable. I'm asking every generation except the current one. If you got in serious trouble in school, would you be more afraid of that or when your parents found out? In my case, please. You know, the assistant principal yelling at me, you know, I don't like it, but it's fine. It's when my parents tell me how disappointed they are that, oh, no. Uh, Well, that's changed in the culture. Now my little sweetheart could never do wrong. How dare you discipline them? You're probably a whatever, racist, sexist, whatever. I would say from personal experience, and it's probably because of the way the culture has changed, it's hard. You have to drag it out of teachers, things that your kids are not doing well, because they really don't want to say. It's, mm-hmm. hard to, it's hard to get that info. You, you ha- I, I have found you have to state openly, look, tell me. If they're in the wrong, or if they they're not doing all this or whatever, because they they will not tell you that. I guess because they've had so many experiences with parents getting in their faces if they if they wow. say anything negative, you have to drag it out of them. Wow, that's so weird, and that has changed so drastically in a very short time. Yeah, if you have an experience with that, you could text us four one five two nine five KFTC. We'll finish strong. Somebody made the point that, because uh, I was talking about, you have to drag out of teachers anything your kid is doing wrong because they've been conditioned by litigation or parents going nuts, I guess, to not ever. And so you have to, you have to like really work to get out of them that, like, the, there's a problem with your kid's effort or assignments or, you know, there's a fight that they might have been the cause of or anything like that because that's not going to be offered. And somebody Mm -hmm. made the point, well, it fits in with a lot of other society in the same way that doctors won't tell you if you're obese or if you're eating or drinking too much. They, they, that's just, that's what we do now. Um, remember Vince, our old producer Vince, who was a very, very heavy guy, then lost a bunch of weight, but he said he wished he had been fat shamed earlier. People made a big deal out of his weight rather than just hmm. letting him, you know, just letting him go at a dangerously, like, fatally dangerously level and everybody just kind of, you know, ignoring it. Yeah, that's Society a tough Society plays interesting roles in those kind of things. 
Yeah, well, I have the uh, the T-shirt. It's not a big seller at the Armstrong and Getty store, armstrongandgetty.com, but... Uh, uh, what is that? What is the Latin phrase? It's it's the Latin for mockery teaches morals. Um, it, mockery, a satire, um, the the uh, ribbing from friends, if you will, which is sometimes good spirited, sometimes mean spirited, but it's part of the way we learn our way through life. And I'm not pro cruelty, never. No, I'm not either. But as you're pointing out, a lot of things about uh, you know. Uh, making fun of fat people, what they now call slut-shaming, a variety of things, were to keep people within a certain band of normalcy. For their own good and the good of society. For the good of all society. And uh, we've decided that that's not the way to do it. Well, we'll see how this experiment works out. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Well, I have an idea how it's working out. I I look at the newspaper. (laughs) I read the news. Yeah, we got a number of texts as I expected about how if you say anything negative about a kid, the parents will uh, go straight to your supervisor. So you're better, you're best off just never, ever saying anything. Well, and I was just going to say, the teachers know that they will not get any backing from their supervisors who are in favor of grade inflation and, and the restorative justice nonsense that they learned in their Ph.D. program. Yeah, one teacher said that you're supposed to start with a 40, a 40% for all kids. That's what the, they're told to do. That's just a like for being alive. Um, wow. And then so anything you add to that at all becomes your grade. Wow. What the hell? And that's to keep everything. You know, C is regularly referred to as average. But if average meant average, then most people would have C's. But look around every high school you know of. Are most of the grades C's? No, most of the grades are A's. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. This school is full of a whole bunch of people that are way above average. I'll be darned. Castigat redendo mores, Jack. That's the Latin phrase. Castigat redendo mores. And Does I'm that come with the sour cream and the guac? Well, I'm mispronouncing it because I'm not Latino and I don't know Latin, but that means mockery teaches morals. Interesting. Well, we don't believe that at all anymore, right? So that's some ancient wisdom that we've decided to abandon. Yeah, pretty much. Gentlemen, this is Final Thoughts Manifest with Armstrong and Getty. I see you know your judo well. (laughs) Here's your host, Joe Getty. (laughs) The guy really commits to the bit. I appreciate that. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to sum things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? You know, I had such a great relationship with my teachers. I was thinking my favorite one, though, was that my PE teacher who would smoke out of his van. We'd, we'd be running around the track. I'd look over, and he's having to smoke. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he was like a cool Good guy, time. though. One of my favorite Little League coaches uh, smoked filterless Paul Malls on the bench. Different times. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? Yeah, I had a thought about the teachers as well, and I had great relationships with my teachers, too. But it made me think about all the Little League coaches I'm still in contact with, and if I acted like that, God, I'd be too embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
I have memories like that, too. Jack, a final thought for us? I was talking earlier about various things uh, I do or my kids don't want me to do that embarrasses them in front of other people. The one that they hate the most, so I do it all the time, is uh, if I start moving to any music at all oh boy. in public. Oh boy. Like, you know, if we're at a restaurant and there's some music coming over the speaker and I start shaking my shoulders a little, they're just horrified by that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. We really, really ought to end on that note. But my final thought is we rarely go into the weekend thinking, well, between now and Monday, the course of life on Earth may have been altered forever. Well, that's the way I feel with the uh, the bristling nuclear arms, the Russia-Ukraine thing. I mean, when we get together on Monday, it might be same old, same old, yawning and, and getting ready for the week, or it might be discussing, well, the undiscussable, the unthinkable. Yeah, isn't that something? Isn't that something? And by the unthinkable... You're talking about that uh, team from New Jersey making it to the Final Four. That's what. No, you're no, no. That's not what I had in mind. But uh, never mind. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people. Thanks a little time. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. You can pick yourself one of them fabulous Armstrong and Getty T-shirts. You can uh, read the hot links. It's uh, all the stories we talked about and such. Also, email us over the weekend. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Whatever does or doesn't happen over the weekend, we will talk about it on Monday. See you then. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. There's a freaking war going on. They are ruthless. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. I think that you may be over-egging the pudding. Enough talk. It's a little too much donkey dog. And I haven't said a word, so stop yelling at me. We must together work together. Come on. I told you to get the f*** who whip up animus the left against the right the right against the left animus pe- animus have a great friday you mother uh, armstrong and getty